You're listening to The Real Wealth Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. The millennial generation is the largest population group today, and Gen Z is the large generation right behind them. These are your future tenants, so you better be able to speak their language, and their language is communicated largely on their iPhone. I'm Kathy Fetke, and welcome to The Real Wealth Show. It is never too late to get with the times, and in fact, you have to if you want to survive in the rental industry. Old dogs better learn new tricks or they won't be getting new tenants. Our guest today specializes in helping busy real estate and property investors manage their real estate portfolios through the use of technological breakthroughs. And these technologies are the same ones that the millennials and the Gen Z will be using. Linda Liberatore is the founder and president of My Landlord Helper, a unique virtual assistant solution for DIY real estate investors. So, Linda, welcome to The Real Wealth Show. Well, thank you, Kathy. It's my honor to be here. Always a pleasure. You know, we talk a lot about baby boomers, Gen Xers. We talk a lot about millennials. But today, let's focus on Gen Z because no one's really talking about them. At least I haven't been. So tell me your thoughts on this new tech generation. Uh, This is it, Kathy. I think you said it best by, I'm going to call it the tech generation. (laughs) I I think, well, you know, I love technology, Mm -hmm. but this is going to be our first generation that that's all they grew up on. So they were born in 1995 and after. And if you just like take a second to absorb that, they know nothing but, let's say, the internet, the cell phone, you know what I mean? This has been a way of life for them. And I think that their impact is really all of our impact, Kathy, no matter which one of those generations you are. But as real estate investors, I think you really need to pivot. If you haven't pivoted already, they're at your door. So they're getting out of college and they're getting their first you know, apartment. So these very first ones. So whether they're in college or renting from you and you know, like you say, what does that mean? Well, that means that they're not used to, here's the silly example I give, but if we stop and think about it, when we say, I'm going to send you over that application, all you have to do is print it, scan it, return it. Gen Z's going to be rolling their eyes like, what? What do I have to do? Print it, scan it. Like they never even had to do that in school. They've turned in their papers, right? They turned in their papers with a a Dropbox, right? Or a Google Drive, you know? That's true. Yeah. It's so funny. Krista would uh, do her homework and, you know, submit it at 1159 because it was due at midnight. (laughs) Exactly. They uploaded it. So that's all they know. So it's like, so get ready. So if Kathy, if you've got a unit and someone next door has got a unit, and all things being equal, they're looking at those two places. If you say, could you print this, scan this, and return the application, and the guy next door has got the online application, where are they going at 1159? <laughs> you know, right. they're going right to the online application. So, you know, all these softwares are seeing it coming, you know, whether it's Buildium, Propertyware, Folio, they've all got your online applications and they're trying to push. And what I see is sometimes the do-it-yourself investors trying to, I'll call it, shave off $5 here, $5 there, because that's an extra fee, an extra module, let's say. I think they better get ready to put that money out or they're going to stand to lose somebody. You know, on a simple, 
here's what they're not used to. They're not used to friction, Kathy. They're used to using everything easy. Easy, right? Quick, yeah. I get frustrated if I can't, you know, get something immediately from, you know, if if I'm trying to buy something online and there's a difficult process, just forget about it. I won't do it. What you just said is such a nugget because that's what I guess I'm trying to say, that we reflect on this and we're reflecting on it as Generation Z. But what we have to stand back and look at it is all of us now. It's all of us. So yes, they know no other way, but the reality is they're just going to be more resistant to it where you're starting to stand up for yourself too and going, hey, yeah, I knew it the other way, but I don't want to go back there. I don't want to make it harder on myself. I want convenience. I want ease, you know? It's so funny because, well, I have two different generational daughters. I've got the uh, millennial and then the Gen Z, and they're like different. They're, they're totally different generations, even though they're only seven years apart. But, you know, Krista said, if you want to market to me, it can't be more than a couple seconds, you know, and it needs to be on Snapchat and on Instagram, and that's it. And quick, if you have a video, it's got to be super quick. And then right from there, you know, she would want to be able to click on that and uh, buy it <laughs> or whatever. And and you know what? I share the exact same, except for I have three daughters, but they definitely span exactly what you're talking about. And I definitely see the difference. They are used to easy. They are used to, uh, you know, it's an eight second attention span. So (laughs) and that's what they're classifying them as eight second attention span. Well, I would challenge your listeners or yourself who doesn't agree with that. Because, you know, when, when we have these meetings now or conferences, If I get three reminders before a conference, I'm no longer annoyed. I'm thankful for that, right? I'm thankful (laughs) because there's so many things hitting my inbox that, yes, three reminders is perfect. I have no problem with that. I mean, we have new things that will be coming down the line. Uh, You know, think about even the texting with them, Kathy. All these softwares have, within the last 12 months, integrated a module to text. So. I know that we have, let's say, the do-it-yourself landlord has been texting, but what's really, really important is if they take advantage of that module in their software, what they're doing is also building an audit history of that communication. So they can still keep it professional. They don't have to go, they meaning your landlord now, don't have to go through any extra steps to document it. And it's coming at them right through the software, which, of course, has a mobile app, right? And so they can, you know, that's almost the scary part. Here's what I'm going to say as an investor. You better get ready for a lot of 24-7 communication because that's another thing, right? They're not used to anything being off, you know? They're not used to brick and mortars and the store closes at 5. Right. You know, it's important to also look at your email communications because, If you write a long email with too many words, everything should be in that first sentence. Uh, And then maybe just have pictures after that. I mean, really, people's attention span, both young and and old, is much, much shorter. And partly because we're just busy, we're on overload. But also, you know, like you said, we're going to be renting to these Gen Zs, and we need to be able to speak their language. Yeah. And I like what you said, because anybody that's taken a good business class knows that to put the, you know, let's say the most important concept up at the top of the letter, right? Get get it out there. If there's an email and there's something I need Kathy to, you know, do an action item, put it at the top. You know, you and I take that for granted, but I see so many landlords that don't realize that 
and even put it into what we always say, and I know you do, like a bulleted list, like make it like a checklist, make everything like a checklist so that people can easily discern what action steps you need from them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I didn't realize that Gen Z, they're college kids. I I was kind of still thinking that millennials were just getting out of college, but probably the youngest millennial now is closer to 25. Would that be accurate? Yeah, they're up there. They're into the second half of the 20s. So these are our early, you know, these are the early ones just out of college, just in college, you know, 1995. So, yeah, it, they are definitely at the landlord's door, <laughs> so mm. to speak, right? So mm. you, you, we see too many people that have, let's say, gotten on board with the concept of some kind of software. And, you know, there's many, Kathy, not just the few we talked about that might be high-priced if you're just starting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's, there's uh, you know, for a, a magazine article recently, there's well over 35 different ones. And every day there's new ones popping on the scene. And as you know, because you're, you know, much more involved than I am on the acquisition end, it's a way of life on the acquisition end to be able to look through, you know, how many properties and, and go ahead and purchase a building in another state with a DocuSign. And that's another feature they have to take advantage of. That, that same, you know, resident we just talked about, Generation Z for sure, is not going to do that print it, sign it, return it. They want to electronically sign that. And certainly if you could buy the whole building for it, I should be able to sign my lease, right? <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? All right. So a lot of our listeners use property managers. So what should they be looking for for their property manager to have, both for software and for their marketing to potential tenants? Oh, really good. Yeah, that's really important. I'm sorry. I should definitely phrase it that way. So those of you using a property manager, you want to be sure that those people in that office are astute with the software. And I would say the checklist that you and I kind of have just gone through, because those are extra fees for that management company, and it's time for them to upgrade if they have it. So we're looking for definitely the online syndication of the ads. Now, I would strongly suggest they do that right through the software. I know they're doing it anyway. But if they're doing it through the software, what it will do is kind of give you as the owner on your owner statement, you'll be able to get reports that show the analysis in the area. And I'm sure they're providing that to you. But I'm talking about more reports after you've owned a property three to five years, let's say. And so now you have, you know, what I'll call some good data and some, you know, rear view mirror to analyze what's happened in the past, how you want to take it in the future. Um, as you know, and you suggest to them, they watch how the property performs. So whether it's the online syndication of the ad itself, they're looking for the online applications. I would ask them if they're taking advantage of online applications, if they're taking advantage of the e-signatures. You just want to make sure they're prepared. Now, even if we go into, of course, the payments, that's like, I'll call that old news. I've been, you know, collecting 10 years and all these softwares have you know, electronic payments, but they have the uh, tenant portals now and that comes right with it. So there's no extra fee for the tenant portal. But one of the nice features that we're seeing people taking more advantage of is the maintenance apps. So now you're having what I'll call it kind of your everyday do-it-yourself smaller property management company 
that's taking advantage of the man in the field, if you will, their maintenance man, also having the app so he knows, he or she knows when something's going wrong at a property. And of course, as you know, as the investor, we want to protect that asset. So the faster they know about something that's gone wrong, the faster they can resolve it. And it's all, again, trackable in the software. So it builds a little history of what's going on. I'm sure your savvy investors that you work with, they also get those on their reports at the end of the month. What happened? You know, what was the repair charges? So having these maintenance men, I'll say it, armed with the... (laughs) With the mobile app really helps, uh, you know, make that process frictionless as well. It just speeds up the communication, which in turn speeds up taking care of your asset and mitigating the risks involved with leaks or whatever. Okay. Oh, that's great advice. Great advice. Uh, Anything else we should know about with changing legislation? I know California just (laughs) narrowly got through the Prop 10 and uh, that did not pass, but um, any other legislation or? Well, I could mention in our area specifically, I'm just outside of the Chicago area. And so Illinois is kind of heating up a little bit, if you will, with the rent control that, you know, I know in California, you've had it. So it's kind of new, I'll say newly proposed to us. What's going on is pending legislation is removing the fact that it would now be controlled locally instead of as the state they have prohibited it. So as you know, there's lots of pressure, if you will, on these states because nationwide, and you know, again, better than anybody with your analysis, that nationwide, there's a lot of outcry of how high the rents have gotten and where is affordable rents. So I know you think we're affordable because the West Coast, of course, is higher than us. But either way, it's troubling for the actual tenants. So I think that is another really important reason that they want to select really good property managers, because they've got to be in tune with that. And they've got to be sure that they're collecting these rents in a timely manner, you know, like your Section 8s and your different subsidies. You just got to be sure you're watching all that so that you can keep up with those reports, make sure things are coming in timely because people are like, unfortunately, you know, one car repair away. So you've got to have an astute manager for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good advice. So when you say Chicago, did you have something on the ballot as well? In we did. Control? We did. We did. So it's going nationwide. I shouldn't say Chicago, but Chicago will probably be first impacted with it because uh, Chicago has the ability. So what they're trying to do is have our state legislator vote, and it hasn't come up from vote yet, but it was just on the ballots in a few of the communities, like I'll say urging Springfield to release that prohibition on letting rent control be decided by community as opposed to the state. So right now, if you are in Chicago, you're protected because the whole state of Illinois says that we can't have rent control. But so pockets of the city got together, advocates for, you know, I'll call it affordable housing, are saying, well, if you would just let us put rent control in place, that will help us. So they put on a couple lines on the ballot requesting Springfield to do this. So the Springfield goes back in session. I believe it's like January 15th. 
and then they're in session till May. So everybody's going to be watching this closely because as you know, or maybe don't know, we have a new governor and I'm involved with quite a few of the real estate groups. So everybody, we've been trying to have different people that are running for mayor come out to talk to us and get a feel for where they are on rent control. And we're just trying to, I'll call it lobby them to make sure that whatever's decided comes down fairly for our landlords. All right. And for do-it-yourselfers, if you will, again, just explain how you are assisting people in being able to manage their own properties, which I've always said, be careful about because so many of us don't, I should say, fall for the lines, the uh, tenant excuses that come over and over again in many different shapes and forms as to why the rent might be late. If you're not used to it, you might fall for it. So tell me how you help people manage their own properties and still be able to collect the rents. <laughs> well, we, we are a unique solution, Kathy. We're somewhere in between full management, as you spoke of, which is probably best for investors that would like a passive investment. And then there's the do-it-yourselfer that you know just wants to do it all themselves. So where we are is right in between that. If you drew a line right in the middle, we help them professionalize the do-it-yourself world without going as far as giving up control. So there's a certain, I'll call it segment of the population that doesn't want to give up control to full service. Uh, they still want to, I'll call it, pull the strings. So we interface directly with their tenants. And, and that's really probably the most helpful part, as you described, is so often we lead with our hearts and it's very hard for a do-it-yourself landlord to, I'll call it, uh, adhere to those rules or have their tenant adhere to the rules, right? Mm -hmm. So for us, it's a business, right? So if you think about it, if I'm representing your property, Kathy, I can't spend your money for you. <laughs> what I do is just refer them back to the lease. So, you know, if they are under some kind of temporary hardship, we give them charitable organizations. We have full lists to make sure that they take action right away and they go out and get help. Because from our perspective, it's not Kathy's responsibility to give them a short-term loan. <laughs> so, you know, we help them enforce things like that. We help them just professionalize uh, even the call in for service. They don't feel, you know, they can call in, they can document it, but then we can clearly or comfortably go back and say, well, again, we check the lease. That's not something that's covered. That's something you could do on your own. Where the do-it-yourselfer kind of usually has a hard time with that. You know, again, they feel, um, but they're in control. Our landlords are in control if they want to override something because they feel it's a you know good long-term tenant and they think that's going to be really goodwill to give them a new light fixture or new fan or something. Of course, you know, we follow their lead. They're in control. So we really enjoy it. We watch the um, do-it-yourselfer grow and multiply their portfolios, and it's, it's a win-win for everybody. And it's been great working with them and watching the smaller investor really succeed. Wonderful. Well, I appreciate all you do and all the information you share. So thank you again, Linda, for being here on The Real Wealth Show. Well, thank you again for having me. I certainly appreciate it, and I really respect all you do for the investors that are out there. And thank you for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. You can listen to this and any past shows at realwealthshow.com.